on last week's Irrevelations. How are you going to molest all the kids if you just have 13 cities, you know? Inbreeding is super okay. <laughs> Inbreeding is actually the law. It does sound like God would hate this. Like, if it's the same God, if this God was real, he would hate this They've barely left, and we're already starting a civil war. If you're creating a mythological origin story, why would it be one of theft? It's kind of a running replay of how they got to where they are, which was always a part of a Hittite suzerain treaty. After these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at an age of 110. Before we turn to the word, I would like to be I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I don't think any Twitter account will ever top uh, Amanda Bynes during her mental, <laughs> her mental breakdown. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, that's sad. Though, yeah, too. like Rihanna would be like, hey, man, get help. And like Amanda would be like, you're just angry because you're ugly. That's why Chris Brown beats you. And I was like, god damn, we are at peak internet. This is as good as it's ever going to get, everybody. <laughs> I don't care what Trump says. It'll never top Amanda Bynes versus Rihanna. I don't... Okay, do you think that it beats this tweet? This is from Lil Nas X. Wow, man. Last year, I was sleeping on my sister's floor, had no money, struggling to get plays on my music, suffering from deadly headaches. Now I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's not making light of domestic abuse like Amanda Bynes likes to do. But But it's still good, Yeah, it's still pretty good. You know what? Uh I, I picture you right now as blind justice weighing the scales of that tweet versus the domestic <laughs> yeah, tweet. I'm just, I'm just sitting in, 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 in parlance over America, just being like, yes. And I'm like, they bring me this tweet. I'm like, yes, I will also approved. Do we do we prefer domestic abuse or gay jokes? I think they're pretty good. I guess it's not yeah. a gay joke. Although, I, I will say this. I, mean. I don't know if I've ever... Have you ever heard of a gay relationship that ended in domestic abuse? They must do it too, right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would imagine so. I think there's just I mean, probably dudes like, have dudes. Dudes love to fight. Dudes love to so, fight. Two you know, dudes. There's probably twice as much domestic abuse. Yeah, probably twice as much. Probably every gay guy is probably just ripped with like testosterone. They're just getting angry over football games or whatever. Whatever it is, men do. Oh, not well. I've never done gay stuff before. Right. But if I don't lie to me, the way that I would imagine that I would suck a dick would probably count as domestic abuse. <laughs> Just a lot of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah. Just, ah. <laughs> I just, I just be on there, just like you like that, you piece of shit. And he's like, I don't, I don't know about any of this. If I could suck my own dick, it would definitely be abuse. Oh yeah, I bet if I if I could suck my own dick, it would definitely be an abusive relationship. Like the whole thing, they'd be like, someone stop them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't do that to another man. <laughs> oh man, yeah. uh, it'd be me versus Speaking the cutters of, of who's the. Who's the <laughs> Speaking of uh, coming in your own mouth, right? Of course. Uh, you know, if it was up to me, my mouth would be the only place that I that I ever came. Yeah, it's about the only no, safe just... place. Only I'm, yeah. I I only trust me with that responsibility. You know. Yeah, because whenever you come in like another dude's mouth, for all you know, he's gonna spit that into a baggie and then go like shove it in his sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's always everywhere. a threat. You know, like uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Then that's I had a fr- dude. Hey. I had a friend. Right. Now, this is obviously not even close to that story, <laughs> but I have a friend, <laughs> Better not and be. he was hooking up with this girl, and she took the condom after they were done, uh, and he caught her squeezing out the contents and putting them inside of herself. Uh, yeah, that's why you got to get the ones with spermicide. Yeah, that's why you got to get the ones hey, that kids, are made out of... It up. That's why you got to get the girls that are made out of plastic, and they just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, okay. I think that's the only Probably ethical way Musk. to have sex is with a Chinese, <laughs> uh, the Japanese love doll, you know? It's... 
People are always bitching like, oh, it's a five thousand dollar thing, and then you got to clean it out with insecticide or whatever. But I mean, that's way cheaper. <laughs> that's <laughs> way cheaper than a college education DDT. when you get bragged down to you it. To put... I don't know. That's just why. Okay, I... so that so that is the question. Yeah, I personally just right now. I, I just personally hope I'm sterile. You know. Yeah, I know you do, and I would imagine you are. Just I, you threw off that vibe. <laughs> Here's the question: Is it ethical to have children today? I'm eating bacon, so hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's ethical. I don't know. I mean, Whatever you're ready, honestly, I think having children is less ethical than bacon. But um, um, I don't know. Uh, I guess it has to be. I mean, right? I mean, isn't ha- I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Are you are you worried about like overpopulation and global warming and contributing? I'm like two degrees shy of being full True Detective Matthew McConaughey on this one, where it's like. The ethical thing to do would be to let ourselves go extinct. I'm almost there. Uh, I'm not there. Uh, I, my parents asked me if I'm ever going to have kids, right? And I was like, I don't know. This sure. might be the end of the line. They're like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I saw because you've met my brother. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> well, I saw what having kids did to you. No thanks. I'm not gonna fucking sure, sure. I'm not going to do to you. I'm not going to let happen to you what ha- I'm not going to let happen to me what happened to you. I'm not going to do that shit. I mean, to be fair, you couldn't see your parents before they had kids, so maybe it was always I've seen photos from the wedding, and they look like they've aged a thousand years. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like you ever see photos like the president before and after, you know, like Bill Clinton was like, I was happy once, and then it just gets gray and old, (laughs) George Bush is now painting photos of, like, people that he sent to their deaths, you know, like, it's all, and that's what being a parent is. Wait, wait, you think that Bill Clinton's child Chelsea is what made his life miserable. <laughs> no, I'm just it saying wasn't like, being impeached. I'm just by saying. The, I'm just saying. House. I bet if you could compare a lifetime, 18 years of being a parent is probably somewhere in the ballpark of four years of being a president. You know. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say that uh, Bill Clinton is even really a parent. I feel like after you fuck so many kids, you kind of just give up your parent right, card. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, I think. That's why Obama's aged so well because we all know those aren't even his real kids. They're just True. they're just trans crisis actors who <laughs> who were selected at birth Truman's Show style, and that's all they that's all they know. Yeah, what a life! What a life! The Manchurian Candidate. I'm surprised he didn't bring about the end of days. He was such an uh, he was such an obvious choice for Antichrist. What with his well, tan suit know, but and first his we mustard to have hot the second dogs coming or yeah, something yeah, probably. Right, probably. So. Glad we got that figured out. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. So I don't know. Do you think you'll? Do you think you'll ever have kids? I think I would. Uh, I was thinking about adopting. I don't know. Would that. Would, that's what I like. Would kind of, that's my preference. But you know, who knows? I'm not. I'm not going to make any committal statements on this podcast. <laughs> I think adopting would be fun. Right I could. Now. I mean, just think of the bumper stickers. I'd be like, they say I rescued them, but really they rescued me. You know, and I'll be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, shop, <laughs> don't adopt or whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> adopt. <laughs> I just think I just think about the kind of smug fucks I see who are like like yeah I adopted this angry pit bull you just see it mauling a kid and be like I saved him I saved him I'm like yeah Dude. I fucking bought this Korean girl I mean I beat you any day of the week yeah also I hate when I repeat the any I've often heard the comparison between the two like oh yeah you should adopt kids just like you should adopt animals okay first off I can always tell whenever a dog is a do- a dog is a rescue right can't trust them and it's always a bad thing always a bad thing almost it's always just like it's always a person with like their dog like i love him and he's so sweet and i'm like oh yeah we should go to the beach like i can't he'll attack every child he sees and (laughs) he's not really good with people or other dogs i'm like that's everybody what the fuck who's he good with who's he good with (laughs) (laughs) like like, oh, please no clapping in our house. It'll make him start trembling and peeing on everything. Now, imagine, <laughs> now, now imagine that reality of, like, how you can't trust it. Now, imagine that person could, like, work the internet and wield a gun. <laughs> like, that's why I would fuck it, you know. I thought about I, – I've, I, I, rolled the, I rolled the theory of adopting just to have a place to put up my cigarettes. But beyond that, I don't really see the benefit. Yeah, but do- dogs can't do therapy like a human can, right? Humans can recover. We're, we're, we're they? Uh, self-actualized. Do we're, they, though? We're able to... Yeah, sentience. I don't know. Not sentience. I'm just thinking it's going right to be word? some kind of Billy Bush situation where they come out worse than they've started, you know? Or uh, What was that uh, Baldwin that went like went all religious and now sucks ass? The worst uh, Baldwin? Uh, all of them? It might be Billy Baldwin oh, no. as well. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's all the, always oh, Billy. Billy. 
but yeah so now i don't know i i, I thought i was pro-adoption now i don't know now i think i just i, I definitely am i think that adoption is yeah. almost objectively a good thing to do unless unless you're raping the kid i mean okay so let's let's then it's more then it's more of a gray but if, area. Our, if our issue is overpopulation right yeah. then really shouldn't we be treating orphanages the way that PETA treats shelters? Kill shelters? Yeah, kill shelters. Kill kill orphanages. Kill orphanages. What if instead of that, we just sterilized kids at orphanages? That way, okay, you're not killing them, right? but at least they're not going to keep spreading like a right, virus. Right, right. What about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? Because orphanage, or being an orphan is genetic, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like every... Because think about it. Does Batman have any kids? No, but you know that he's knocking bitches up. All right. That he's too virile. All right. I, so there's a lot of... I think I found the end of the line. I think I found the natural conclusion. Orphanages with pay-per-view fights, but the proceeds go okay. to reforesting the Amazon. Wouldn't that just Ooh. check every fucking box? He, well, most of them. <laughs> Definitely some bad boxes. What <laughs> we're fighting over population. Two, reforesting the Amazon. Three, entertainment. Good, yeah. clean, couple of nine year olds armed with knives. Oh, oh, knives so it's pay per view fights to the death. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not okay. a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I, I think once you break a leg, you put it down like a horse. That's true. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, our horses are way more useful. And we don't have a horse overpopulation problem. Right. You're right. And yeah. horses will never rape you by knife point. Unlike who? <laughs> the ancient Israelites. Yeah, all right. That's, I'm glad you found... Okay. Always? It was the perfect springboard. <laughs> all right. Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, this one was good. Uh, Jesus. Uh, so what are we in the Bible today? We are in... Well, first off... We're the Irrevelations podcast. We're the podcast that reads the Bible, so you don't have to read the Bible because you shouldn't. I'm Grant Voiced. I'm Cole Deluski. And we are kicking off the big bad book of Judges. Yeah. Judge Dredd. I, ah, damn it. I was going to make a Judge Dredd reference later. Ah. Wish, ah, it's so obvious, though. We're definitely getting into like, kind of some weird... There is a Judge Dredd in here. Yeah. So the book is named Judges, uh, based on the Hebrew Sophitim. Um, but it's kind of an interesting thing. We're, we're going to get into it, but judges is more akin to like a democratically selected military leader. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty close to the idea of like judge dread of, you know, like I am the law and they just do kind of things with impunity. Kind of like sure. our modern police force. Sure. You know, they're, uh, yeah, they're more just leaders. It's just, I don't know why they, right. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why they're called judges, and, and again, we'll, we'll get into it. we'll get a little ahead of it. But um, there's a couple there's a couple of things that I just want to get into right now. Uh, so we're gonna have a period where it's sort of, I think this is a chronicling of a series of judges during the time from jo, uh, Joshua's death to some other time. I haven't even gotten that far in there, but you're you're gonna notice there's some weird chronological issues with how they portray this that we're gonna get into. Yes, and uh, it's a uh, it's a really weird chronological uh, way they lay this all out too. I, I was super frustrated. I don't know about you, but it there's a lot of recapping, but without any warning, where you kind of jump back into old stuff, and it's it's kind of all over the place. I, I was not super stoked about all that. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a little bit. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, because it'll be like, oh, 40 years pass, 80 years pass. And even the, my Bible goes, well, yeah, obviously those kind of time frames could not have happened. You know, it just doesn't. If we're, if we're saying that Moses died in 1405 and that it was yeah. kind of like another five years, so we're starting, you know, the peak of 1400 is sort of the the time from the Joshua's conquest and then Joshua died pretty much right after that. Then we're kind of following this rules. It'd be like, Oh yeah. Then 400 years passed or some shit. And that's just not, that just does not segue with the later actions and sort of the eventual Kings and those people who we actually know exactly when they existed. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, again, it's kind of like you point out why, why get caught in those details. But at the same time, I think they are important to providing a big picture because you see us 
almost every episode having to do that, having to be like, okay, well, first off, none of this makes sense. Yeah, for, right? First none of all, it... obviously, God, you know, every time we talk about the Bible, we're like, and also, God obviously doesn't exist, and none of this shit ever fucking happen, and, uh, and obviously, and the Jews today, they're not the real Jews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Everyone knows Jews are all white with Aryan bloodlines, you know, and they're from Michigan. That's what I've heard. So curious. That's what I've heard on the internet. But uh, let's get into it. So Judges chapter one, we're picking up with uh, basically where we had left off. Joshua has died, and it's beginning with the Israelites reaching out directly to God. So they go to God. They're like, hey, uh, which, uh, like, how are we supposed to do this? How are we supposed to, like, uh, See, I, I, keep I'm going to disagree with kingdoms. you right out the gate. It is a very weird and kind of stupid book. So it says, now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, like, as if Joshua has just died and the children are asking Israel, or uh, the children of Israel are asking God, hey, what do we do now? And, like, God's talking to them directly. Even though when God was talking to Moses, he was like, hey, by the way, I only talk directly to Moses and prophets. I don't fucking just talk to you guys. But, and I don't want to get too far ahead because it's whatever, but then later in Judges 2, we have the account of the death of Joshua and Judges 1 is really just a recap of the end of Joshua anyway. So it, to me, it seems like a fucked up recounting of the last couple of chapters of Joshua. What, you know, what's... But it isn't, because it says after the death of Joshua, first thing. Yeah, it says that. I just think the Bible doesn't know it's asked from a hole in the ground. I mean, let's get it. Well, yeah, let's clearly it doesn't. It. Yeah. But I'm glad that you fucking drug us so far off course for this. <laughs> All right, continue. Do your, do your thing. So... The point being that now the Israelites are reaching out directly to God. Apparently, they got the fucking bat phone when Joshua died. I don't know. Right. I don't know how they pulled this off. But they say, hey, God, uh, who of us is, is supposed to go fight these Canaanites? And God does answer directly to them. For the, I don't know if how this is happening, but God reaches out to them somehow and says, all right, Judah is going to go up. Um, I have given the land into their hands. So basically now Judah is the boss. Yeah, it's kind of like. Which you're... is good for him. Yeah, good for Judah. He, he needed that recognition. He's not done enough. Um, and I think the reason they're doing this is because eventually David will be of the line of Judah. So it's like establishing dominance, probably written around the time of David, if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. But I think, I think, so Judah's got some qualities, but I think one of them that we haven't really mentioned is that he's a smart dude. Because who do they go? They're like, oh, we got to do some fucking mass murder. Who do we know who's good for that? Simeon. Yeah. And that's... For damn sure. Now, it kind of was mentioned that when Joshua was divvying up the land, Simeon's like, well, what about us? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, fuck you. You can just have a bit of what <laughs> Judah has, you know? So A bit of the Negev. A bit of the Negev. The worst part that Judah has, uh, you can stay there, I guess. I mean, remember that Remember yeah. that time 400, 500 years ago where you guys killed a village and they're like, no? Oh, shit, dude. You know? He got Harry Potter'd. Harry <laughs> uh, What? He's under the staircase. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. Great. But, you know, they're like, remember that time 500 years ago when you guys killed an entire village? Like, first of all, that was one guy. And two, that was 500 years ago. No, we don't have any recollection of that. He's like, yeah, well, time for you to get dabbed on. No, like, fucking shit. So Simeon being punished for something that their great, 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 great ancestor did 500 years ago or some shit now is stuck suckling on the uh, ass end of Judah. And they decide to help Judah with their conquest to clear their land. Yes. Um, and I'm sure they would have also in, used the Levites if they weren't so busy priesting it up. Right, right. Because remember, they were also part of that mm-hmm. slaughter. Mm-hmm. You go to war, um, you bring your right. savages. Yeah, yeah, you bring the worst people in your family. Right. Um, so basically, uh, the Lord is hooking up Judah as he goes out to attack. It says he get, hands them the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But like Cole mentioned earlier... This is all stuff that already happened. It doesn't sound like it when you're reading it. It sounds like it's a fresh story. But you start to realize, for instance, when we get down to verse 8, and it says the men of Judah attacked Jerusalem and took it, well, that already happened in Joshua 15. So Yeah, there's, a, like, there's, there's a lot of the repeats. Uh, we're going to recount again Judah taking uh, Habir, which we've seen th- twice. This is the third time we've seen them take Habir. Sure. Um, or, sorry, Hebron. And then Debir, sorry. Um, then we have a repeat of the story where Caleb's like, whoever can take Kirjath Sefer can have my daughter Aksa. And Othniel, son of Kenaz. Which, of course, is, like, is his nephew. Yeah, his <laughs> nephew's like, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm first in line. Let's do this shit. Can't wait. I've been thinking about her forever. Um, 
Ever since she ba- ever imagine, since I was babysitting her, I've been thinking about this <laughs> Imagine you're a young man from I don't know, I'll choose somewhere random, Alabama. Okay. And uh <laughs> and uh you go to your family reunion every year or whatever. Uh-huh. And there's that one cousin and you're like, God, I know it's a sin, but <laughs> and then one day your uncle comes out and he's like, All right, well it's time to give out Peggy Sue. So whoever Whoever can catch this grease pig the fastest. Yeah, we're both going to the same place. Whoever can gets Peggy Sue. Whoever can wrestle this and hog, you're like, you know? I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that happens. Um, one of the things that's interesting is that uh, there's going to be a bit that's pretty fucking metal. So, Judah and Simeon, they're doing this conquest together, and God delivers the Canaanites and the Perizzites to them, and they killed 10,000 men. So, a fun a fun conquest. And the It's what we call an NBD. Yeah, no big deal, whatever. Uh, and then they found Adani Bezik in Bezik, and they fought against him and defeated his people. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read it from the Bible so you get it. Judges 1-6. Then Adani Bezik fled, and they pursued him, and caught him, and cut off his thumbs and big toes. And Adani Bezik said... Oh, shit, I used to do this to... I, 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes used to gather scraps under my table, as I have done, so God has repaid me. And then they brought him to Jerusalem where he died. So it's a fun little... He's like, oh, my thumbs and my toes, the irony, and then he died, which is fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. it's like... It's one of those things of, like, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, yeah. Uh, some kind um, of Batman-level justice. Yeah, definitely not Shakespearean, but uh, we'll take it. It's I funny. Guess. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, it's always funny whenever someone dies by toe loss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure you could survive. I, my Bible states that cutting off someone's toes and thumbs is a ceremonial way of sort of dismissing them from the battle. Like, you, you will no longer be a threat to anybody. It's like when you castrate a rapist, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Also hilarious. <laughs> also great. Also fun. <laughs> um, but that's that's the end of sort of Judah and Simeon's conquest. Uh, we have, again, the thing with Caleb or whatever. Anyway, Judah took Gaza with its territory, and that's fun for them. So basically, at that point, Judah continues his killing spree with the Simeonites. They go down, and it just kind of lists a few places they take. Uh they take out uh, Zephath, they take out Gaza, Ashkelon, Ekron, Ormah. completely destroying these places. Yeah. Right? Just whacking them. Whack them. Whack them. You got it. Uh, yeah, I know how to say that word. Uh, so the Lord is with the men of Judah, right? Because, again, God appointed them directly to do this bullshit job. Um, Something in Judges one nineteen. I just wanted to bring it because it's going to come back later with uh, with Deborah. Is that and then the Lord was with Judah and they drove out the mountaineers, but they could not drive out the inhabitants of the lowland because they had chariots of iron, which is the second time we've heard about these yeah or thirty iron chariots yeah, or whatever the fuck. At least a couple times. But that that's at least in this up. instance against Judah, uh, the chariots of iron. They're like, oh fuck, I guess we can't take those guys. Yeah, great. Um, so they can't handle the chariots. They, uh, get all scared. And I think this is really where, where things start looking a little bit uglier for them. Um, or at least pretty soon here. So at this point, uh, a lot of what Moses promised has come into play. Uh, Caleb has the land that he wants. Uh, he had to drive out the sons of Anak. We've mentioned a few times the giantesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the Benjamites, it says Benjaminites, Benjamites. Sure did not drive out the Jebusites uh, who were in Jerusalem. So basically they were too nice. Yeah, those stupid Which is bitches. funny because I feel like that's how Benjamin would have been when he was a kid. Yeah, he's a little fucking pussy. He was a sweet boy. Um, so you can't hold it against Something them. I thought was interesting. and I, I, So the house of Joseph sent men to spy out Bethel, which was formerly named Luz. And we've heard about Bethel. That's where um, Jacob greased the rock the initial time. And even then, they were like, and then Jacob was in the town of Bethel, which was formerly called Luz. I'm like, we've never actually seen the city when it was called Luz. Like, why do you guys keep saying that? Um, but the spies that uh, the house of Joseph sent saw a man coming out of the city, and they said, hey, please show us the entrance, and we will show you mercy. So the spy showed them the, uh, the entrance to the city, 
Joseph went in and killed all the guys. And then the man that they spared went out and created a city called Luz. Yes, which, uh, fun fact, is about a two and a half hour drive from uh, from the old Luz. Right. So you didn't go very far. It's like 120 miles or so. I never would have stopped running. But the reason why I think that's interesting is that I had always heard people talking about the story of Rahab, and they're like, oh, yeah, she showed him the entrance to the city and then helped him in and the thing. But that's not what happened with Jericho, was that they blew their fucking horns and the wall came down. They didn't need an entrance, you know? They just came in from... Yeah, and this guy... this guy, Yeah, this is kind of weird. So it's kind of um, a weird sort of retelling of the story of Rahab, but with a slightly different ending. It's weird. It definitely, I think, was intended to be a parallel, just how... Uh, you know, they're, they're, they do a lot of that. Like, oh, and see how Joshua is a lot like Moses. So, and see how these tribes are a lot like uh, a lot like Joshua and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 also, the, that's the, the covering, is, but it's bullshit. Yeah. How, also, how long has it been since they referred to Manasseh and Ephraim as tribes of Joseph? Uh, it seems like they do it pretty interchangeably. Like the houses of Joseph, know. the half-tribe Manasseh, Ephraim. The, the... But now that they have separate lands... It was kind of weird to me. Maybe I don't know. I don't like it. I'm gonna go on record. <laughs> okay. But but the, the the weird thing is just that there's another uh, another funny story about them showing a spy mercy for helping them find a city. Which cool. Exactly. Whatever. So now we come to a bit of foreshadowing, I would say. So it says, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of paraphrase this because it's very redundant, mm-hmm. but. Manasseh didn't drive out all the people of Bethshan or Tanakh or some of their cities. And uh, it says that when Israel, the tribes of Israel became strong, sure, they put everyone into forced labor, but they weren't butchering them like God loves. And also Ephraim didn't drive out everyone, nor Zebulon, nor Asher, nor anyone. Basically, nobody did what they were supposed to. It keeps going and going for what, like... Ten verses. Yeah, they keep finding people. They don't kill them, but they put them into slavery, and that's because they're a bunch of idiots. Like, well, it's a it's a reflection that they don't have enough faith, or that God doesn't love them enough to just help them drive out the people. I feel like it's a re- it's it's a sign that maybe the, these people aren't totally lost cause assholes because they're God, and they're still trying to like be merciful. What's kind of interesting is that compare it with the story of Joseph, where sure. his brothers are like, "Hey, we fucking hate these this guy. Let's kill him." And Judah's like, hold on, hold on, let's sell him into slavery. And everyone's like, okay, I guess. And that was seen as like this grand, merciful act of God thing, where with the Wait, Jews' though. treatment of the Canaanites, they're like, hey, we should kill everyone. And they're like, what if we just sold him into slavery? And they're like, fuck you, you traitor. You know, like, <laughs> dude, think about it though. You're onto something. I think you you hit on a deeper vein. There, <laughs> okay. Is that what happened to the other eleven brothers because they didn't kill Joseph? <laughs> they got fucked. Yeah, I mean. It, Okay, that's not true, because eventually it did work out for them. Right. But their betrayal of him, if they had killed him, I think they would have been fine. <laughs> you <laughs> they would have just starved Instead, to death, they had to like, know? they had to go show up in Egypt, and Joseph was a dick to them and threw their little brother in jail. I mean, blah, honestly, blah, blah, all blah. those stories kind of are bullshit anyway, because you can't even say that if the rest of the sons of Jacob, if the rest of the house of Israel had killed Joseph, then they would have died in the starvation because God specifically states, by the way, I am creating this famine to rise, to raise up Joseph. So also, I mean, they just went to Egypt to get food. If Joseph hadn't have been there, I don't think they would have had any problem. Getting just food, had food, right? Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, if, if we had time travel, who fucking knows, but <laughs> probably would have just been nothing that happened back then. But, um, yeah. I don't think you. We're, we're on. We're on way too much of a fucking tangent. But yes, we are way. Yeah, deep the drought and the famine were all ma- uh, made by God anyway for the purpose As of rising up Joseph. We can't know that that famine would have happened if Joseph had just been stoned to death in that fucking tunnel or whatever the fuck that the the, the the well. That's a bingo. So who knows? But anyway, the point being is that at least in an allegory sense of the word, um, the fact that. Previously, sparing... It would be nice if there was an adjective form of allegory. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But, Got him! Uh, anyway, the point is is that in the story of Joseph, sparing someone to sell them into slavery was like, oh, and that was God's divine mercy. But in here, it's like, you guys spared them to sell them into slavery? Boy, do you guys like hate God? Do you want to die? Is that your whole fucking thing? Is that you, yeah. you want to get punished on? Huh? All right, fucking idiots. We need blood sacrifice of the babies. That's what's doing it, which is why I think 
America has become a much more pleasant place since Roe versus Wade, since we started killing babies. God loves it. I mean, just Christians the, have it completely backwards. Just look at the murder rates. They've plummeted. Yeah. The murder rates are plummeting because we're sacrificing the young. And if anything, with all these mass shootings of schools and stuff, it's just more evidence that we need more abortion. Less kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, think about it. As we often compare God to a ferocious tiger, that's just the only thing. The only way to keep him from killing us is making sure he's not hungry yeah, throwing him with fetuses. Face, yeah. Mm-hmm. Throwing him fetuses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's chapter one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's some more stuff about boundaries and like uh, the blue, blue, Amorites blue, 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 blue. fighting with Dan or whatever. Who gives a shit? Moving on. It's more, yeah, it's, it's just about these different people and where they're still set up and yada yada. Okay, so chapter two of Judges. Now, basically, as we just read, everyone's not really doing their job. They're not murdering everyone, they're taking slaves. So the angel of the Lord now, I guess God is tired of talking yeah, to this them guy's again. back. Angel comes down and meets up with them at a place called uh, Bokem. Now, here's what's funny, is that Bokem doesn't even have a name yet, but he went there. <laughs> we're going to give it a name in a minute. Right. Um, and he says, hey, I brought you out of Egypt. Uh, this is the land that I swore I would give Jacob. Like, I, I was never going to break my covenant. And yet here you guys are not needlessly slaughtering everyone. Um, you need to be breaking down their altars. You're fucking their daughters. They've become a trap for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a is little this? Honeypot. What the fuck? Yeah. And so uh, the, he basically goes off on them, like completely uh, does like a verbal teardown of them. And they start crying. And then they call it Bokem because that means weeping yeah. or weepers. Perfect. Great. Cool. Uh-huh. Great. And then they start o- offering sacrifices because they're... They feel real bad. Oh, no. If I kill a goat, will that make you happy? He's like, maybe. It's a start. <laughs> if I covered this whole fucking place in blood and shit, would that make you happy? Like, I mean, it couldn't hurt, I guess. <laughs> so, so, so I want to say before we get any further into this chapter, starting now, this becomes my least favorite section of the Bible yet. I hate this. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yes. Uh uh, all right, I, I'm curious as to why, because 2-7, for whatever reason, because everything we've read thus far was like, these are the actions that happened after the death of Joshua. And then in yeah. chapter 2, verse 7, uh, the death of Joshua. Like, like I don't get it. Um, so Joshua dies now again for some reason? I hate it. So it says that he dies at 110, which we already knew. Right. And it says that he's buried in the land of his inheritance, which we already knew. But here's where things get weird and really fucking annoying. So <laughs> basically, it's saying that the generation of Joshua and his his like peeps, his peers, starts to die off. So these are the people that were alive in the desert that came into Canaan that took over. Mm-hmm. They're all dying off. And of course, what's always the problem? Those damn youths. Right? Uh, kids these days, uh, they got their Game Boys and old. Oh, yeah, and they forgot the story of Joshua or whatever. Somehow. They forgot the story of their dad, right? This isn't. This isn't like oh we forgot about 1776 and that's why we don't you know we're not using blood of tyrants <laughs> right, or whatever. Right, 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 right. This is the next generation, and they're saying that they already forgot, and of course the Israelites start doing, air quotes, evil in the eyes of the Lord. They're serving the Baals. They're literally worshiping the gods of the Canaanites already, one generation. Right. And and let's talk about a couple of things that God had deliberately put into place to prevent this. One, you've got your fucking rainbow. Two, you've got your circumcised dick. Three, you've got the books of the laws of Moses that are supposed to be read every fucking, I think it's every seven years at the Feast of the Tabernacle, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's all these things in place that are supposed to be uh, created so that the Jews won't forget God, but somehow in the span of one generation, they've all forgotten all this shit, you know? So it's either unbelievable or these Jews are just unbelievably forgetful. I think a little bit of both. So basically what God does is uh, with his anger aroused, and we have heard plenty about this Lord's. Uh, horrendous murder boners. He loves. He loves he, it. He basically hands them over. So he hands them over to uh, the, these tribes that are around them. Lets them get plundered. Lets them get murdered as well. And they're in. It says they're in great distress. Yeah, I don't know if there'll ever be another historical evidence of a guy who 
sort of thinks the Jews are disloyal or something and oh, then no. sells them off oh, to no. slavery and then archetypes some type of uh, coordinated murder effort on them. But I don't know. God's quite the anti-Semite. That's all I can really say. I love that your Nazi bits always go the same exact way. <laughs> it's, always, it's always like, oh, I don't know, I'm being coy. Hey, guys, I'm being very coy. I don't know if you can hear this whistle. <laughs> About my view of God. All I'm saying is that Poe's law is not going to be favorable to this whole Bible. I, I love that you should. I, I love that, that your thesis of the Bible so far is the Jews basically did the Holocaust first. <laughs> all I'm saying is that God might be worse than Hitler. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If I can put it out there. Okay. Fair enough. Yikes. Uh, no comment. <laughs> so <laughs> it says then, so the Lord obviously... As angry and mean as he is to these people, as abusive a de- deity as he is, of course, when they start whining, he usually listens. He's such a softy deep down. He just beats them for fun. He's you know, like that not, dad that... I don't of, mean it, baby. Yeah, I didn't mean exactly. it, baby. He's like that dad that gets angry and then like slaps them. And then as they're in the corner crying, he's like, oh, come on, come on. All right, come on. All right. We- <laughs> Let's go get you an ice cream. We'll, use it to, we'll, put, it, we'll put it in that black eye. <laughs> Bring the swelling down. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. So... So he says, all right, the Lord basically says, I'm going to raise up judges. Ooh, this is the moment in the episode where you look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> what are we, some kind of judges? <laughs> <laughs> so ba- basically the whole thing is that God's like, okay, with the death of Joshua, without supervision, how, oh, Jesus Christ, without supervision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my supervision, you guys uh, are just going to do whatever the fuck you want. And obviously that ain't a good thing. So I'm going to yeah. create these mini Joshua's, these mini Messiah, mini prophets to kind of rule over you piecemeal. Some of whom are extraordinarily more badass than Joshua. But we'll oh, yeah, we're going to get into uh, uh, Joshua three. Hell yeah. 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 So but first off, it says that he raises up these judges uh, to save them from the hands of the raiders. And yet the Israelites wouldn't listen to the judges and they kept pimping themselves out to the other gods and worshiping them. This is a, so it says here that, that uh, they prostituted themselves to other gods. Um, to me, this reads a lot like they're cool with prostitution as long as it's not under another God. I think, I think prostitution, I think prostitute, I think a prostitute is still no good for marriage, but it's yeah. not considered like a pariah of the city. It's just like, I don't know. I think if you're out with the boys and you guys get one, I don't think God cares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else is that when the Bible's describing how these people fuck up, and it's like, oh, yeah, and then they do the horrid things like worship Baal. And can you believe the fucked up shit they'll do for Baal? They'll, like, perform, like, animal sacrifices, and, like, they have, like, altars and shit. Like, what kind of backwoods people are these? Like, it's really weird how they'll, Ew. like, treat the worship of Baal as, like, some evil terrible thing like as if they don't do the same shit yeah it's definitely hilarious because there's so many ties between the worship of the ancient canaanites and the ancient israelites like they're so obviously cut from the same cloth and for them to sit here and and, and something i find interesting is, is he's like oh yeah if you you know as a punishment i will sell you to these people it'd be like if yeah. i found out that like my 14 year old daughter was like banging her teacher and i was like oh yeah oh yeah well guess what now you're gonna move in with him and i'm like oh, all right shit <laughs> <laughs> that's, daddy that's no <laughs> dude i want you to i want you to start a uh, a parenting tv show based on this concept. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh, you find your but uh also go ahead that was gonna say also it, it's the uh what I what I conjures up in my mind with these guys talking shit about all the the Canaanite worshippers is it's like whenever Catholics make fun of Protestants, yeah. they're like, "Why aren't you trad cats?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like you guys are fucking cr- all crazy. You guys know? spend all your time worshiping, but you eat crackers instead of milk. Waving like the fuck, yeah, <laughs> whoa. We eat actual pieces of God. You guys don't sing in Latin for eighteen days of fucking mass. Like, no, we just yeah. Okay. Here's the part that really makes me... Now, all this stuff we've been reading so far, I've hated because it's like, oh, like, yeah, it's been 10 days and now we're idiots again. This is the part I hate. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for them, he was with the judge and saved them out of the hands of the enemies as long as the judge lived, for the Lord relented because of their groaning. 
So basically, it's like God made these playthings, right? That's what all humanity was to begin with, right? right? Just Adam and Eve. Just something he to was bored. Help with his boredom. Yeah, he was literally bored. He made these playthings. They started having kids. He decided which ones were his favorite, like which you know line was his favorite. Yep. So he races them up. These are my favorite. He literally tortures them to try and prove, to try and prove like these are why they're my favorite. Right. They keep fucking up because he made them that way. He decimates all these other lines that he made because they're sinful. I don't know. They're different. It's just, it's so fucking bizarre to think that this is in any way just or magnificent. And what's weird is and I it, never hear about these Canaanites uh, strain from the love of their God, you know? I'm starting to think he no, picked the wrong no, team. He picked the wrong team. He, yeah, th- they're relentless with their fake God worship. <laughs> yeah, they love it. The, the The other team is out there fucking, like, bringing in new recruits. The Canaanites are like, hey, if you fuck us, we'll let you worship our God. And the Jews are like, I can't I can't beat that deal. Like, I can't say yeah, no to like, that. Yeah, what are you fucking... I can't say no to that, even though I just watched my God wipe out an entire enemy army with hailstones. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, their God is offering vagina in exchange, you know, like, hey, if you worship us, all the ass you can slap. And they're like, yeah, what do we get? What do we get? Uh, unleavened bread every fucking year. Like, yeah, I'm going to that fucking... Like, I'm not doing that shit. Yes. And also, Jesus. he'll beat you and burn you to death. Like, this is a pretty easy choice, to be honest. I'm just, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm speaking my personal truth, uh, I'm going to go with the God that's offering me I'm all out. this butt sex. I'm not going to go with this shit. I'm out. And so it says that basically God keeps giving them a judge. And every time that the judge dies, they fall right back into their evil ways. And so he's pissed. Um, I mean, just in a conceptual sense, God made covenants. Literally, this is what you have to do to stay to stay safe on my side. Like God made all these rules, all these laws. What was the point of Leviticus if unless there's a guy watching you and whipping you as you go? That you know, what the fuck does difference does it make? Yeah, it's not a sustainable religion, right? Mm -hmm. Stupid. Uh, so it says then that the Lord was uh, angry with them. And, uh, you know what it reminds me of is I knew this guy and, um, his girlfriend went on like a fucking, a two week long vacation for Christmas. And she spent that entire Christmas, like with her family and with her siblings and all of them hate him. And so she came back from the vacation was like, actually, you know, I've thought about it. We need to break up. And then they finally, you know, they finally made it work. But then afterwards, he was like, bro, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Going forward, I'm never letting her out of my sight. I'll never let her. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I really don't see how this is going to work out for you. Like, I don't understand. So your relationship, your going relationship forward is dependent on you having constant vigilance on her whereabouts. Like, I don't fucking walk away. Like, like this isn't going to work. Like, it's already fucking doomed. Like, I don't think you get this, you know? Like, that's how I feel about these Jews and God, you know? Yeah, like he's, it's stupid. I'd love to be able to trust you, but I realize I can't. So I just gotta keep. Uh, I gotta keep the. I gotta keep the handcuffs on. Yeah. So they're worse. The Israelites are. I think we've proven now, objectively worse than the Canaanites around them. Sure. Right. For sure. <laughs> they, they can't hold their shit together. The Canaanites were doing fine. Do you know what? This seemed like a really prosperous, cool place. They got iron chariots. You these. know. <laughs> yeah. Where's your iron chariots, Israelites? Right. Fucking assholes. Ugh. So he's pissed off at him, um, and then it's it's really funny because the next verse, uh, the Lord is the Lord says this. This is God talking. He's basically saying, "I will no longer drive out before any of the nations of Joshua left uh, when he died. I will use these nations to test Israel and see whether or not they will keep the way of the Lord." Yeah, they already did. Yeah, it. we this already, already know just they happened. don't do. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what do you mean test them? Like, I thought about it, and I've noticed that every time she goes to the bar, she sucks off some dude in the bathroom. And I've decided I'm no longer going to go to the bar to, like, keep her safe. I'm just going to, like, bring those guys in to live with us. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> bring the guys in. If she sucks their dicks, she failed the test. Right. Okay. Sir, you're a cuck. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest with you. You're fucking asking for it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. You get off to yeah, this. Yeah, what is your point? Dude, God gets off to them going out of line. He probably does. He probably sees them worshiping Baal, and he's just slow stroking in the bushes. Okay. Yes, dude. Israelites getting railed on a couch. Right. God sitting on a chair in the corner. (laughs) God's their husband. And, like, he doesn't even play with his dick, I don't think. He just goes... He just beats her when the dude leaves. Yeah. 
That's he probably happening. eats like shrimp cocktail as it's happening, and you just you just you just get real, <laughs> and you look over there, and he's just dipping cold ice cold shrimp into like room temperature fucking cocktail sauce. I mean that's delicious. I don't know why. It, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying he's. Would, I'm just saying I'm that. just saying it's just entertainment to him. You know, like, just, I wouldn't I wouldn't eat it while I was getting. He's, he's the Brett Ratner of medieval gods. Cool, cool. So anyway, Thanks. so that's why I hate chapter two. Yeah. That's some dumb. So shit. So Judges three. Let's uh, we're really cranking through this Bible. Let's do it. I mean, no, we're get it. We're, this is a good pace. Yeah. Uh, so. Judges 3, the nations remain in the land. So God's already basically said, you know what, fuck it, you guys are on your own. Whoever's left there, you just got to deal with them. And this is a list. It starts off with a list of the nations that are left. Right. You've got the five rulers of the Philistines, so I'm guessing mm-hmm. they have like five mini states. Mm-hmm. All the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites. The- so they're all living in Lebanon and around this area. Right. Um, and basically God states, like, I'm leaving these here so that I might test Israel with them to know whether or not they would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he, you know, gave to their fathers and to Moses. But we already know that's a fail, you know, whatever. Which is weird because it was already even explained when Joshua was, like, on his deathbed. He's like, by the way, you guys are all going to fail 100% of the time. Nothing I did mattered. You're not going to hold this land. And they're like, cool, goodbye. Um, yeah, later So whatever. Up. Um, well, even in the next two verse, the ne- two verses down, so it says, I'm going to leave them here as a test. And then the two verses down, it says, they took their daughters in marriage and gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. Yeah, so, <laughs> surprise. God hates misogyny. Spoiler alert, you they did. Serve their gods <laughs> yeah. is the last part. He's way more worried about I just about want, like, marriage. some Arrested Development uh, narrator to be like, and then I was so that you would to see if you will serve other gods. They did. And, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Until... Our good boy Othniel, who we've spoken of. Othniel is the cousin fucker right. of earlier he verses. Loves it. And God raises up Othniel. So basically what's happening is uh, God's angry at the Jews. He's letting um, the Kushan Rishathium king of Aram, Naharim. You got it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, he's letting them subject them. And for eight years, the Israelites are under the yoke of subjugation. Um but, of course, they're crying out to God, and God's a sucker once they start whining. Uh, and so he brings up Othniel, again, who we've yeah. talked about, Caleb's nephew, I guess. Yeah. And the spirit of the Lord came into him, and he became the judge and went to war, right? I, and basically fucked shit up. So, so it's kind of like, and we're going to see this, it's a mini Moses. It's a bunch of yeah. little miniature versions of the story of Moses just in little bite-sized bits, a, a, an amuse-bouche, if you will. Um, it is. Well, here's the funny thing. It's short. These The story is short, but the time spans are almost the same. So it's really not. Right. I mean, it says that he rules for 40 years. Yeah, it's kind of. Like, that's some Joshua shit. That's some Moses yeah, shit. Yeah, so Othniel. So Israel was sinning and wicked. They get sold into captivity. Um, and then God raises a man to come and free the slaves. And then they lived in peace for 40 years. I mean. Yeah, it's basically Moses yeah, what two, the fuck? three. Yeah, I've seen now. this shit. Moses yeah. three. Um, so, and, that, and and here's what we're talking about: how we're like the time frame is kind of fucked. Um, so the land had rest for forty years. Now, my Bible, benefit of the doubt, states that these time frames might be consecutive or overlap, um, which makes no yeah. sense. But we're talking right now. We're talking several million people. Uh, if we're talking the entire nation of Israel. Um, the idea that this Cushanite king of Mesopotamia, whatever the fuck, was somehow able to subjugate an entire land for eight years seems kind of fucking weird. But Othniel, who's obviously from the kingdom of Judah, he's Judah's nephew, uh, overrides him and then gives rest no, he's land. Caleb's nephew. Yeah, sorry, Caleb, Caleb. But of the house of Judah, the tribe of Judah. Is he? Yeah, Caleb's a, the okay. emissary of Judah. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, he's, uh, Caleb is of house Judah. His nephew is of House Judah. So it's reasonable to kind of say that, well, maybe when they say the land had rest for 40 years, they're just talking about the kingdom of Judah. Okay. And that these that these Sweet. stories might not be specific to sort of the nation of Israel, even though it's said that way, that it might have just been that a king overtook the southern territories, subjugated Judah, and then Judah freed okay. itself and then had so peace So these are different years. judges in different places and times. like it all Fucking in. maybe. The Bible doesn't divvy it up, but... Obviously, the, not. you know the the, the concords is kind of saying that like okay, this is probably just the story of the judges of Judah, 
and that this 40 years and sure. eight years of subjugation and four years of peace, blah, 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 might just be for a couple of nations, not the entire nation of Israel. Gotcha. That makes sense-ish. Um... But that's that's that, and now we're getting to thus far my favorite dude in the Bible, uh, Ehud? Ehud. Yeah, this is this is a fucking this is a good one. All right, all right. Okay. So again, the people they don't have anyone watching them. They immediately start doing evil on the side of the Lord. So God creates another king, Eglon, king of Moab, which we've heard before. Eglon died in the conquest against Joshua. So womp womp. yeah, or actually he probably died. I mean Moab's would have been east of the Jordan. I don't even fucking know. But we've heard the name Eglon before. Um, and so Moab and the Ammonites, which again we saw when Moses was starting the conquest of the eastern uh, conquest, uh, Moab and Ammon again join forces and defeat Israel, blah, blah, blah. And they enslaved Israel for 18 years. Um, Correct. So God raises up another judge, Judge Dredd style, uh, raises up a guy named Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjamite. Uh, a left-handed man, which is a weird, they're like, and he was also left-handed, which, cool, whatever, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it comes to play later, but, okay. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, Eglon is mentioned as, Eglon is mentioned as one of the five kings that gets brought out of that cave with Joshua, but right. that's the, he says the king of Eglon, whereas this is King Eglon of Moab. Oh. So I guess it's different. Okay, guys. yeah, I knew I'd heard the name before. I just I knew yeah, it was yeah. Joshua, but whatever. Sorry, anyway, I do a quick look, see, see. Um, so Ehud makes himself a dagger and decides he's going to take on Eglon. So he brings a bunch of tribute to the king of Moab, uh, <laughs> Judges three seventeen. Now Eglon was a very fat man. Which, uh, we're, we're gonna get to a pretty fat phobic part of the Bible, to be honest. So if you're ragging chest you know, turn it off. Um, and anyway, so Eglon's sitting there, he's divvying up his loot. Uh, Ehud's like, yeah, you like that shit? Look at this extra, I don't know, beef or gold? I don't know what the fuck. Um, and I'm not quite sure how much of this imagery actually matters, but, uh, Eglon is divvying up his tribute, and Ehud is standing there with him, and Ehud turns his back on the stone images that were at Gilgal, which if we remember, those were the, the stone... I'm guessing they're talking about the stone tablets that marked the passage of Joshua and the tribes crossing the Jordan? Remember that whole thing at Gilgal where they... Yeah, you know, yeah. So, uh, no, no, no. So I think that your Bible has a really stupid interpretation of this because mine says that after he presented the tribute to, to uh, Eglon, Ehud leaves... But on reaching the stone images near Gilgal, so he gets near Gilgal, he go, he's like, nah, fuck it. He turns back. Okay. He turns back. He turns back and goes to Eglon again. So it's not that he turned his back on the stone images. Oh. It's that when he reached them, he turned back and went went back to Eglon with some more unfinished business. Okay, so so uh, according to your interpretation, Ehud gives this tribute to Eglon. Walks out, gets Please. back. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. fucking, I'm gonna do what I wanted to do, and he shows up to Eglon the king and says, "Hey, listen, I have a secret message for you, O king." And the king goes, "Okay, everyone, get the fuck out. I'm gonna talk to this dude. He has a secret message for me. Nothing suspicious about that, I guess." Well, fat people love secrets. Yeah, fat so. people love secrets. They're like, you don't have a new type of cocoa butter, do you? But <laughs> I noticed because I've started to enjoy secrets more and more. These days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love secrets. I'm the goddamn spy master there. over here. But anyway, <laughs> um, so he's like, listen, Eglon, I've got a secret fucking message. You don't want all these other fucking riffraff to hear. And Eglon's like, all right, everyone get the fuck out of here. I want to talk to this lone Jew alone. And everyone's like, cool, cool, cool. So it's going to get this is this is my favorite part. So uh, they go upstairs together and Ehud says, I've got a message for you from God. And then stabs him in the fucking stomach so deep that the hilt goes in and the fat of the guy's body closed over the blade. Some job of the hut yeah. shit. And it, it it was like basically sticking into a fucking like a statue made out of old peanut butter. And he just goes, Oh fuck, yeah, yeah. oh fuck. And he <laughs> old peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Never mind. Anyway, don't, don't worry about it. Anyway, so he, <laughs> so he is like, oh, God, oh, fuck. And he just rolls the fuck out of there. And as he's leaving, he locks the doors and then fucking bolts like uh, like a hero. Hell yeah. So 
This dude is not normal fat. All yeah, right. We're talking. This dude is like Guinness Book of World Records fat. This is <laughs> this a James sword Gandolfini just... ate James Gandolfini. We're talking honey boo boo level fat. <laughs> She's not that you could not disappear an entire sword into honey. Fucking boo-boo. watch me, bro. I'll fucking... <laughs> okay, great. Cool. <laughs> so basically, the serv- it says the servants see Ehud leave. They're like chilling. They're like, uh, you know, e- our King Eglon must just be shitting himself, which he does often, yeah, I'm obviously. imagining. And it says it got to the point of embarrassment for these servants, and they're finally like, all right, what the fuck? So they get a key, they unlock it. Sure enough, they walk in. There's their king dead on the ground. Uh, which even that, they probably were like, "Oh man, he fell asleep again." Let's <laughs> just, get the like, where's his fucking seat? <laughs> <laughs> they have to get a couple poles to like roll to like get leveraged. To roll what I over. think is what I think would be kind of funny is I love the idea of like because uh, there's no fucking way that Aglon can wipe his own ass. So these servants are oh, yeah. outside. They see the doors locked. They see the guy leave. They're like, "Sir." Sir, we're, we gotta come in there. And, and they're like, we don't hear him. What's he doing? He's probably taking another marathon shit back in there. He's probably laying some fucking cable all over the fucking toilets. It's probably gonna look like the world-eating snake when they're done. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got you know it. We get though? the fucking gist, you know? It lines up. They probably smelled it because it says as the handles sink in, or as the, the blade sunk into him, his bowels discharged. So it probably smelled like shit oh, from even from that's outside. That's probably what it is. So if I'm guessing, if I'm the servants, and it's our job to wipe that ass and clean up after this guy, and Ooh. you just like you're like, oh my god, I can smell it from the fucking hallway, and they're like, oh, like sick. I'd be I'm pushing off stop. going into that door <laughs> as long as possible. I'm hoping my shift ends. Like, all right, someone's gonna have to get in there, but I'm not gonna fucking do it. Gross. But that's the story of Eglon. Um, well, so yeah, it's well almost because then Eglon is super dead. That's true. Yeah. But Ehud he says he goes back. He gets back to where the stones were at Gilgal, and then he blows a horn. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> and all the Israelites came out, and he's like, "Guys, I killed their king. Let's go finish off the Moabites." They go down. They uh, get to the fords where the Moabites would come across, and they basically they basically spawn camp them mm-hmm. and just kill them as they come across and kill ten thousand. Vigorous, strong Moabites. Right. Not a single one escaped. Hell yeah. These are, and now Moab, I mean, I guess times have changed, but it's weird that the story of Lot is, and then he had the children uh, that became the Moabites and the Ammonites. But yeah. ever since that point, even though Moses had this one bit where he's like, oh, and by the way, the Moabites and the Ammonites, they are our cousins. Remember the story of Lot. But they are. Fierce enemies. Like, I've never seen an instance where the yeah. Moabites or the Ammonites treat the Jews with anything but, like, disdain. Like, huh, look at these non-incestual pieces of shit. Let's attack them every chance we can <laughs> get, you know? You guys don't fuck your own dad? <laughs> these people. Cowards. Fucking worse than Hitler. And then uh, it wraps up with a pretty little bow on it. Chapter 3, it says, After Ehud came Shamgar, the son of Anath, who struck down six... Hundred Philistines with an ox goad. He also saved Israel. Yeah, okay, I, I love so, I love that Shamgar gets one verse. Was like, and also he killed six hundred dudes. I'm like, cool. With let me tell you what an ox goad is. It's a cattle prod. Oh fuck! It's like what you would use to poke around cattle. Like not even not even a cool electric one. Obvious that I needed to say that is stupid. Right. But <laughs> the cattle prod that you would have used as a shepherd in the year fourteen hundred BC. It's just a stick with like a little poker on the right. end. And he killed 600 men with it. Now, here's the... This is going to be the craziest part of this episode. Shamgar is mentioned here. He's mentioned once more in, like, Chapter 6 very briefly. It's not a big deal. Right? He's not even a a character, hardly. We know nothing about him other than that he killed a bunch of dudes. I was uh, looking him up. Well, I was looking up what an ox code was, doing my research. And, of course, one of the first things that pops up is the children's book, Shamgar and the Ox Goat. Oh my God! Someone, someone in Christian literature wrote children a book about this guy from the one that verse that know, he's in there. All we know is that he killed six hundred people. So there has to be some weird ass like blood and torture porn in there. Obviously, that's all. I mean, it's they're like this is John Wick. This is John Wick. <laughs> negative six hundred dudes with a fucking <laughs> stick, a, a fucking pencil. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I get it. I get it's it. A, yeah. It's a great story, I'm sure. Yeah. But damn, they, it had to all be completely made up. They don't know anything about it. They don't know if they don't know if he did it to 
uh, 600 sleeping baby Philistines, probably, or to 600 adult male Philistines. We have no. He just clue. went. He did no one clue. good weekend at the bingo hall, killing elderly Philistines. <laughs> he was just like, "Hey, you won! Come on in the back room." Just, they're like, "Ah, they must." That honestly, that would be a public. The, the winnings are fucking huge. I never see them come back. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I think it's it's like it's like the guy that wrote Shogun. Um, it was about a, uh, cause he read in one history book once that there was a British man that went to Japan and became a samurai. And he's like, well, I'm going to write a whole fucking book about this shit. You know, like, that's all I need to go. Tom Cruise's ears are tingling. Our white writing prompts. You know, I got this. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. So that's, that's three chapters. I think that's all we're going to do today. Yeah, fuck the rest. Have a little bit of a short episode. Um, but it is the kickoff of Judges. I'm kind of pumped about this book so far. I, I right? like been a I, lot. I I like the idea that Israel kind of needs perpetual policing in the form of these murder judges. I I, I know yeah. we reference Judge Dredd, but it kind of has that vibe. Like there'll be a times where like Israel gets out of line, they get punished, and then God's like, "Oh, what's up? They're getting bullied at school. Don't worry, I have this one guy that can kick to death." people they're like all right and they just they're like hey what's up that bully's bullying your your nephew all right don't worry i'm gonna go fucking stomp him to death it is, it is the single and best answer for everything but breaking it down in its core concept what is what's actually happening is that some jews keep getting subjugated by bigger stronger armies and then through essentially trickery and sneak fuckery and uh, mass murder and stuff the Jews are just in a constant period of war and then sort of ascribing their so basically like, I don't think I don't, th- well, I think, whoa, 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 okay. First off, I resent you <laughs> framing it that okay. way. It's a little creep. Let's, let's not whistle too hard. What are we talking about? Cowboy. Oh, with the Jews through sne- sneakery. And he told him he had a secret message and then stabbed him in the stomach. Okay, he Fight that fat someone, bastard on but your then own. they went to war with them and killed 10,000 men in After battle. After they fucking not, uh, murder sneak assassinated their leader. What good is the what good is the 700-pound man going to be in battle? Who cares? They, He's their they leader. The he probably he probably ate a lot of pork and knew exactly where to deploy troops. He was eating enough food to feed an entire fucking platoon. Then why did they just why did they do it in that Ehud. order? They had just taken him on the open field and then got in there. Why did they do it in that order? Cuz it's a dumb fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think. I think what we're really seeing is that every time something bad happens, they victim blame themselves. Like, oh, when we got sold into slavery, we must have been evil, you guys. And then all of a sudden, some guy comes and saves them. Like, obviously, he was ordained by God. Like, it, it really could just be a time of terror and war where the things that are happening to the Israelites are the same thing that the Israelites did to the previous inhabitants of Canaan. It might just be a shitty place to live. Fair, fair. I mean, if if we take this as a, uh, if we apply this to like the revolution theory, that there was more of a, it was an internal thing. It wasn't like the Israelites were outsiders, but they were just people within Canaan. It kind of makes sense that like, okay, the revolution had struggles and like different groups took power at different points. That's kind of how I see this. Yeah. Like, because during the struggle, there would be weaknesses, internal weaknesses. So, the, like, outside kings like the Moabites will be able to come in and wreak some havoc and yada, yada, yada. Who knows, though? Mm-hmm. Um, there is definitely a lot of really cool stories that are going to happen in this book. And I know that for sure. I'm not saying they're going to be satisfying and that you're going to be like, wow, this makes sense. But it's going to be fucking wild. That I guarantee. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, so fun. I'm hoping I'm hoping for some more murder and uh, would we call it justice? Is this justice? No, that's what. Why would a book called Judges have any I justice? Mean, in it? I mean, think about it from the point of view of the Canaanites. <laughs> so, some guy comes to you. This shadowy feature is like, "Hey, man, I want to sell you my daughter as a sex slave." And I go, "Okay, Hell yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, how much do you want?" Like, "No, no, it's free. You can just have her." I'm like, "Okay, thank you." That's not sell. That's not what. And selling. then, yeah, yeah, I want. I'm selling you into slavery for free. I'm like, "Okay, I, okay." <laughs> and then, like, Thanks. three months later, after I've just been railing her and beating her and selling her to my friends, all of a sudden, some guy sure. comes up and then cuts me open. He's like, "This is for Rebecca," and you're like, "Why? What? 
You gave her to me. This was your fucking... I was given... This is... I, I was... I thought I was following the rules here. Why are you killing me? Be like, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. But like, your God's the one that gave him. Am I wrong here? Like, yeah. am I, am I yeah. crazy? Yeah. No, that makes sense. It. it I mean... It's a it's an ugly mess. There's no justifying this. Yeah. I think. Like I you mean, said, you can blame the Canaanites any day of the week for subjugating them, but the Canaanites were given them. You know. Yeah. No. That it's not the Canaanites' fault. That's for damn sure. They're just God's tool. This is just like how Pharaoh didn't have any say in things. Pharaoh wasn't a bad guy. Right. I mean, he seemed like a really good ruler, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, I got some slaves. I would, uh, yeah, well, make me a deal. I'm not going to let you make a deal. I'm going to force you to do what we don't want you to do actually, and then punish you. Like, all right, shit. I will say the Pharaoh was actually kind of a shithead. He did make the Jews into slaves. That's pretty he did fucked up. Commit genocide. But honestly, yeah. there's a lot of precedence for that in the Bible. So <laughs> That's true. Think, no, then they I'm not going to pretend that the Bible's not pro fucking genocide. Like the Bible loves yeah, yeah, genocide. Like uh, that's <laughs> that's they're like, "Oh, we're bored today. Let's do a genocide." Yeah, I mean it's bullshit to I, we're just we're just on a fucking tangent again, but it's bullshit to be like, "Oh yeah, God uh spared now, not knowing what we know now, like, oh yes, God so loved the sanctity of life that he could not allow the Pharaoh to live after he had killed all those babies. And then when we get to Moses and Joshua, it's like, make sure you kill all the babies. We can't allow them to live. Like that's <laughs> Babies first. Babies first. For sure. It is a, it's a wild ride, but we hope that you guys are enjoying Judges so far. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep pumping it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a whole fucking Supreme Court of this thing. True. Eh, eh. What's our Twitter handle? All right, well... <laughs> If you don't already, follow us on Twitter, at Revelations. If you want to send us an email, that's going to be a revelationspodcast at gmail.com. And let me say, do you know what I want to see in our emails this week? I want anyone who can come up with a theory for how a man would kill 600 other men with a cattle prod. Send us your videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, send us your ideas. Fucking Mythbusters, uh, that if, shit. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm not. This is not a call to it violence. Is. If that happens... It's not our fault. 